it's your big fat bestie Santa Claus, and we got another treat of an episode of Big Trouble in Little Podcast. The boys are talking about Eight Crazy Nights, directed by Seth Kearsley, and starring Adam Sandler, Jackie Sandler, and Rob Schneider. The movie is about Davy Stone, an alcoholic with a criminal record, is sentenced to community service under the supervision of an elderly referee. Davy is then faced with trying to reform and abandon his bad habits. So sit back and listen to Big Trouble in Little Podcast. Or that's a technical foul. November 14, 2023, 10.41 p.m. Eastern Time, episode 264 of Big Trouble Little Podcast. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Chaz. I'm Zach. And uh, we're continuing the Christmas because we do have a Hanukkah <laughs> and a movie in here, and we're doing that today. Uh, Eight Crazy Nights. That is Chaz's pick. Adam Sandler. Whoopity doo. Sorry. I mean, Adam. and since we'll be inclusive, Happy Merry Christmas Hanukkah to everyone out there. That's not I can't like say the, that. The beginnings of a grandma seizure. <laughs> I'm just like Whitey. <laughs> I lost my headset. Making fake a seizure. That, that was in poor taste. I'm sorry. I've never seen this movie before, and people were always like, "Yeah, it's like a it's like a Hanukkah movie." And having now seen it, it. it no, it's not. It both could be and and isn't. Like it's as much a Hanukkah movie as anything. It is a holiday movie. Absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, it's just a holiday yeah, movie. I was going to say it's as much a Hanukkah movie as Die Hard. Yeah, I was about to say that. Jesus, <laughs> it's like the movie happened during the holidays, so it's kind of like Die Hard. The main character just happens to be Jewish, but you could replace it with literally anything and have the exact same movie. Yeah, it's just and, a holiday spirit movie. And I feel like they did it the like, kind of like the right. They didn't like discriminate any like holiday. They were just like, "Hey, Christmas and Hanukkah, let's just fucking put it in the background." <laughs> I mean, they kind of make you know, it's like you know, it has that really good joke where the mayor is like, "Merry Christmas," and everyone's like, "Merry Christmas," and then he's like, "Happy Hanukkah," and like the one table's like, "Happy Hanukkah," <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you know, the, they're the minority. That's you know, yeah. Uh, but off the bat, yeah, I'm I'm with Andy. I never saw this movie before. Me either. And and I shit really. I'm the only one. I picked a movie that no one else would watch. Wait, no, I have seen this before. Actually, uh, it's oh, okay. sporadically. I've never seen it all the way through though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me, Seth Kersley. Uh, what what else did he do? He directed this movie. The Secret Life of Pets, the Looney Tunes show, and then just a bunch of other shit. Like so, <laughs> and he did Kingdom Hearts, the TV movie in two thousand three. I didn't even know there was a Kingdom Hearts TV movie. That's interesting. Yeah. So that just a bunch sucks. Of- 
stuff cut to? Oh, it's that animated pilot that was getting shuffled around Twitter a few years ago. Uh, I bet. (laughs) Yep, I bet that that was not good. Yeah. Uh, Well, anyway, it has Adam Sandler as Davey. Uh, During the time, like, this, this is like... Back, they can't do that. This today, Rob Schneider was the Chinese wait, waiter guy. <laughs> Wasn't he also the narrator? Or am I crazy? I think he was. Yeah, he, yeah, he is. So. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Nealon was in it. John Lovitz. Uh, I got real excited at the end. It's like, oh, the critics in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blake Clark. There's, there's a lot of like comedians in this movie. Like the one person. And and that's uh, Jackie Sandler. Is that the wife or uh, sister? Of wife. Adam? It's his wife. It's okay. his wife. It's his wife. Yeah, because uh, I was like, who is that? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I looked it up, and I guess I don't know if they were married yet while this was made. They were dating. They, they had met yeah. before, uh, but shortly after the film, like a couple years before. So they were the, they were either just married or. We're dating or engaged, but but yeah, I, I I figure like most of like the typical people that are in an Adam Sandler film were in it. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, Tyra Banks is in this movie. She plays the Victoria's Secret gown. Yeah, when they open up the door <laughs> and he's like, "Aren't you a boy?" <laughs> he starts fucking crying. <laughs> I oh, died. She plays no. She plays the uh, the actual gown. Like whenever he's hallucinating in the gowns, like telling him to cry. Oh, okay. She yeah. plays, she plays that. It's literally that. But yeah, that is funny though. The kid, like, he gets berated enough about wearing a bra. Yeah, no, kid, you, you got very nice boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the movie started out because I was like, "All right, how is this movie gonna go?" Because like, an Adam Sandler movie, sometimes it's like typical Adam Sandler, where you're just like, "All right, it's just gonna be Adam Sandler going woo you and all that stuff and yelling and shit." And like in the beginning, that's why I said like the the belching. I'm like. I hope there's not a lot of belching in this because it's not funny. It was like over exaggerated belching. I'm like, okay, I get it. Is there going to be a fart soon? Which we kind of got it with all the farting people shitting themselves and all that stuff, which was overboard, but it's still funny and weird when you start seeing like the deer's anus pooping out, like all the poop. (laughs) Yeah. the, The wonders of doing animation. You get to just make deer anus a thing. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, but I I thought the musical numbers were good, especially the technical foul song. <laughs> That's like my favorite That's one. Probably the best one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the end when they're in that little uh area with the the award ceremony and stuff. I was like, ah, I could have done without that music number because he was like propping up Whitey, but like stuff didn't really rhyme at times, and I'm like. Okay, it's kind of like Adam Sandler, I guess, <laughs> with his his music. They should have workshopped it. Yeah, uh, and then there's like other ones that were were cool and I thought were great. I mean, Adam Sandler's wife did a great number as well. Uh, Davy was written really well, where I was fucking hating him in the beginning. Like I was like, he's an asshole to everybody, <laughs> and I get it. That's what he was written for. Uh, and then they did that little kind of swerve where he like started being with the Whitey family. Um, and then they had to do that fucking story about his parents being dead. 
and stuff, and then he like yelled at them and then left again. I'm like, fucking asshole. Yeah, uh, he got he got Batmaned, but yes. he, did, he didn't seek justice. He just left and got shuffled in foster kid. He seeked homes. alcohol. He seeked yeah. alcohol. <laughs> he seeked alcohol, and this he like, happened. <laughs> I am the knight. <laughs> he was the knight. He was in a cave, an RV, by himself, seeking the the bottom of a bottle that just never came. Uh, poor Davy. So Whitey is a deer talker, by the way. It's the joke. It's actually the joke of the animated thing. They, uh, he's a Disney princess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, like Disney princesses can like sing spontaneously, and animals help him out, and do. So. He's like Snow White. Uh, that's like the joke in the movie. It's just really random but funny. Uh, it's kind of weird that the animation style is like real reminiscent of like the Don Bluth Disney kind of look. Yeah, it made me think about Anastasia like constantly. Yeah, I, it, yeah, I was it, thinking it, about yep. that. I was thinking about the older stuff too, because like the the Don Bluth human characters all kind of like look like that. Yeah. Uh huh. So. Oh yeah, that was definitely intentional for the film. I yeah. assume they hired some of the same animators because by this point, um, Don Bluth had been Don Bluth and a lot of his staff had been shuffled around, and they were like briefly at that Fox Animation that that didn't go anywhere. Yeah, so I mean, it's possible is, a bunch of them got hired. This is like right on the cusp before, uh, like DreamWorks was moving more toward trying to keep up with Pixar, and you know we're getting like really close to like when D- Disney Animated Studios is about to change dramatically too, um, because everyone's chasing more of that 3D look, but then they're going to turn back and try to go back toward other types of animation and stuff. Uh, like you said, because of that, yeah, it's. I don't know. It's a weird transition period, but it was, it's kind of neat just during the time it's made. I mean, again, this movie is not too much older than um, Polar Express. So to kind of contrast, that's that's what everyone's pushing for was Polar Express. But this is this movie has the way it looks. But I don't know. I had forgotten one how much this was burned into my memory because I'm watching this movie and before it even comes up, I saw uh, in the court I heard that voice come up. I would give him a break. And he announces it like, oh, it's Whitey Duvall. I'm like, wait, why do I know his name? And then, <laughs> he, says, <laughs> and then he says, and then the songs come on and I knew some of the words. I'm like, oh shit, how many times did I watch this as a kid? <laughs> uh, turns out a lot, but uh, yeah, I don't know. This movie's got like this wide range of just very superficial, like dumb humor. Like uh, some of it just is unfunny after a while, but it's also some of it. It's like, you just chuckle because it's so like ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but then, like you'd said, like it has, uh, because of how the story shapes, it has a lot of heart as a holiday movie. Like it, it has a gut punch, uh, toward the middle and even in the end, like figuring out, like, oh, well, this, this poor kid just had this, like, he's had, he had such a good future ahead of him and his whole life just, like, was ruined by, by a freak accident. And then, like, no one went to, like, take, take up for him. And all he wants, like, again, they keep repeating it. In terms of how they show it, all he wants is to, to have the same. Like at the very end, he said it. He just wanted someone to hug him and tell him Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah the same way his his dad would have. <laughs> so the night he lost his family, he just had nobody else, and no one ever went back to him to do that. They all just were like, well, poor kid, if they just shuffled him. So I don't know. It was just really, really sad. So I just like the part where Whitey's like, if I had an imaginary kid, <laughs> or something like that, with the, the... he's like, if I had an imaginary son, I wish that you could be like his brother. 
or something like that. And he's yeah. like, I'll just pretend you didn't say that. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it did. By the way, this movie is like an hour and 10 minutes, which is the perfect, in my opinion, perfect fucking movie time. So. Oh, for this type of movie, especially. Because yeah. yeah, this movie, link, like right at the end, uh, it does feel like, oh, okay, let's wrap it up. But it, it, it just closes as it does. It's perfect. Yeah, it is, it is a good length. Yeah. How long Polar Express should have been, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I think it's I, the I, reason why we think that animated films, we were like all baffled when we were trying to pick animated movies that we were like, wait, all these are TV specials that are 30 minutes long. It's because if they are longer than an hour, it starts to feel a little, you start to feel it a little more, maybe. Mm-hmm. I say it really depends on the story, though, too, like what they're going for and stuff. Mm hmm. Because like I said, like Polar, like like I said in the uh, Polar Express episode, it's like the story, the book is like thirty six pages, <laughs> and it, it's there's pro, and we all know it's not covered in in paragraphs each page. So in reality, it's probably more like if you just put wrote it all out on like a, a word document, it's probably going to be like fourteen, fifteen pages, <laughs> if that. Yeah. So I don't know. No, no, length, I mean, animation is a medium. It's not a genre. So yeah. length could be short. It could be long. Whatever. Yeah, it, it just, it wrapped up like really quickly at the end. And it's not like a bad thing. Like at times, even though it was like an hour and 10 minutes, like at times I was like, is the movie ending? And it kind of doesn't. And then it finally does when they, you know, go to the mall and they, throw their patches and the three boobed lady had like three patches for each of her boob, which I thought was funny. Like it, it definitely had that Adam Sandler humor uh, in this. Cause uh, Chaz, like you said, at times they were just like too much. And then other times you were just like, that's funny. Like, especially with the whole, like, you know, Hey kid, you got, you got man boobs and all that stuff. And like, he goes cry. And then the Victoria's secret, like it's a good callback and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, obviously the, the musical number, it's a technical foul. Like yeah. everything that they were coming up with that in that uh, scene. I was like, that's fucking funny. Well, <laughs> anything like, that involved Whitey's sister, I thought was hilarious. Like that character. So goddamn goofy. Just walking around, and just like her, her. I don't even know who plays her. Her silly voice is probably Adam Sandler too. It's Adam Sandler. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, but just anything that involved her was just outrageous. But it's it's the type of humor that like you laugh about. Like you, you in the moment you might chuckle or laugh at it, and then like for a second you think about it, and you're like, why did I laugh at that? That wasn't funny, but it is. I again, it's like the different flavors of funny. Um, I almost look at like humor as being like. Uh, like wing sauce flavors. <laughs> I don't know. Like again, a- anyone can just be like, "Oh, I want something like incredibly hot," or "I want something that has some deep texture." But sometimes you just want to, like the very superficial. I'll just have a buffalo wing. I want some deep mouthfeel out of this this sauce. Yeah, I don't I need some sweet Thai peanut. I don't. I don't need Thai peanut lemon watermelon honey garbage nonsense where you're trying to like make it too complicated. <laughs> sometimes like just a good old buffalo just dipped in a shit ton of ranch. With some celery is fine. It's superficial, but yeah, yeah I don't know. It's it's what I get from it. But like the movie has more going on than just that. It, like the movie would fall totally flat if it wasn't like there wasn't a good story wrapped up in a bow within it. 
if it were just all these crude jokes and that was it, and it would be terrible. I was surprised that Adam Sandler wasn't one of the screenwriters. I could have sworn that he was going to be because a lot of it really seems like, to, to use your metaphor, that flavor of comedy. He, yeah, that's actually surprising. Yeah, he uh, actually does have writing credit, but there's other people: Alan Covart, uh, Brad Isaacs, and Brooks Author. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm just oh, looking oh, at yeah. IMDb, and it just puts them first. So he, he probably like punched it up or something. Yeah, yeah, it, but, he he's he's on there. Ironically, they're listed in order. Let me see. At least in the, when I clicked on it, yeah, they're listed in order of uh, their last names, like alphabetically. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it just happens to be that, and he, if you click on it, he's the fourth one. But this totally feels like his project. Yeah, no, yeah. it does. I, uh, I I thought the movie was mostly funny, but I have to admit, I think I only laughed out loud one time the whole time, and it's probably the stupidest joke in the whole goddamn movie. But um, when he it's at the end and he's looking through the window, hoping that Whitey's going to get the award, and those cops are coming, and the deer block the view so that they don't see him and he goes what do you see he says ah, just some deer doing a pyramid and for some reason i thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever <laughs> he just walks away <laughs> he just walks away that, that, okay that got me too i was like wait a second you're That's not the funniest joke that? in the movie that, honestly that was like the funniest thing in the movie i thought too was that yeah and- there, there are a couple of like bland moments uh, just like things like that where it's like dry humor that's peppered in there like there there's another scene where that happened something like that happens too but it just wasn't it didn't hit quite as much as that Sometimes uh, you just need good dry rub wings, you know? Yeah, I, I told you. See, there, there's something to my argument. Like, w- humor's like wing sauce. You gotta you gotta find where you like your heat. And everyone has where they land in their range, but it's okay to come back to something that's safe, right? You gotta make a chart for this. I, why did, I, yeah, a tier why list. Why did Whitey's uh, kick that guy with the wig? Did did he steal the wig, or is he just yeah. bringing Yeah, that was, that was the guy. Our wig. Oh, that, that's okay. That's one thing I wanted to bring up in the song that they're singing. Um, oh, shit. It, I can't remember if it's in Technical Foul or it's a different song. I, it's a different song. When they're singing about like the crux of the of the, the problem, when they're trying to get him to admit that he had all this stuff happen to him and, and Whitey's trying to, to make him feel better. She just goes on about how he how this person took her wig and she knows it was them and they call her to remind her about it. <laughs> it's, so, it, it's so dumb like i laughed at that like thinking the fact that they put her lyrics in there and and they're like all running off of each other but she's just singing like that it was really funny um but uh but no uh he apparently when she was a kid he took her wig and it's been gone all these years and she's still like hung up on it and they can reference it throughout the whole movie and at the very end like when they like are there uh, showing up, she says, "Oh, I've been waiting all these years to meet you. I'm so sorry for taking it." And and it, it seems like him. it's gonna be this. Yeah, he has it on him, so it seems like it's gonna be this endearing thing where she forgives him. And no, she like kicks him, and then and then Whitey goes off on him, and then they, like leave. Mm-hmm. Or, or I guess or she does it, and they and they just go on about it, and that's whatever. She like stuffs the wig on his head, or he puts it on his head. So I don't know. It just it was funny. Hey, did I like? blink for too long and not know why uh the chinese guy was shirtless at the end uh just, that's when they were oh. all laughing and shit and he like ripped his shirt off oh, okay yeah, when they did, it was, so when he did the the mayor did the joke that was oh, super nice boring continuity. 
Yeah, when yeah when they did the joke, he took it off, and then he was still like, hitting his head. They just let he left it off. That's all it was. So you didn't yeah. you didn't. I mean, you did bleak, I guess, but it was not anything bad. That guy's played by Rob Schneider, which yeah. is actually yeah. kind of ironic now because I'm pretty sure he hates the Chinese. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but uh, even though he plays them in like every movie with Adam Sandler, yeah, uh, I do like the part where like everybody's laughing and like snots are coming out of her fucking nose and shit. Uh, and then like it goes to Jennifer and and the kids like, why are they laughing? He's like, they're just being nice to the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I have no idea. I didn't get it, yeah. but it's okay. He just laughs sometimes. Yeah, so I I, I appreciate that. I mean the, the the plot in this movie is pretty simple. Davy's just you know bitter uh, because he wants that hu- hug and all that stuff. Uh, so he's a drunk and he's getting into a lot of trouble. And you get reminded, yeah, he used to be a good kid. You're not gonna put you in jail for ten years. And that that's when Whitey's like, you can do uh, you know the 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 referee stuff because he used to be a good. Uh, you know, basketball player, which by the way, that that match between those guys with the jock strap thing, I do like the part where you, the fat guy comes, you're like, Why are you eating that? <laughs> Why are you eating that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that whole thing is funny. I, I don't know. I think this movie has has a lot of heart and it uh the story too, it's again it more you, I guess there's a term for it now because everything has to have a, a term or be defined. It's just the world we live in now, um, but it reflects more on like toxic, toxic masculinity and not and whenever something happens, not just like letting it build up inside. As uh, John Mulaney would say, the, the best way to deal with something is to push it deep down, and then one day you'll die. <laughs> uh, so uh, that being said, this is. That's all this is. Like he never had anybody come to him to give him the hug, and he just pushed everyone else away anyway. And then it kind of just like snowballed, and his whole life was like this. And it could have been completely different. But it's also another thing about second chances. The entire town realizes how foolish they were, and in a way, because of that, Davy gets his second chance to actually have a life and do something. So yeah, I I thought it was nice, but at the same time, I was just like, well, he didn't win the vote, so (laughs) like. He, oh yeah, with uh, oh, uh, what's his name, the, Whitey? The, yeah, with the patch. Like I understand, it's very nice. They all just like as a community came together and said, "Hey, you deserve it because you were, you know, being nice and cleaning well, yeah. shitters for one dollar." Fuck that shit, by the way. Yeah, uh, what's funny is they they like random townspeople also got it at one year for this or that. So it almost throws away the argument of of like originally why the guy at 35 gets it because you have like a nicer or a more clear route of, Oh, well they're just always giving this off to whoever, whatever rich asshole has it. Cause he's a literal billionaire with a hook for a hand. Mm-hmm. Like make the joke about him being a billionaire and having a hook <laughs> for a hand. So, oh, oh, okay. He's, he's bought it off or something like, you know, they're only giving it to whoever's higher society in the, the town or something. But but no, you got random Joe over here who won it one year, and Triple Nipple who won three years in a row or some nonsense. So I, I yeah, like you're not supposed to think that hard about it. But uh, it was more just the town overlooking Whitey, and Whitey's like the backbone of the town because he's like over here doing every job that nobody wants to do for mm. shit pay, mind you. My goodness. He needs to shave though. Fucking neat. Fucking oh, fur. A little, a little <laughs> Yeti. That's yeah. fine. Keeps him warm. 
Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the hook guy, I like the joke where Adam Sandler is like, Could you wipe your ass with the hook and stuff? Oh, yeah, he sings it? Yeah. Yeah, that's not fair. So, like, do you guys have anything, like, any highs and lows that you want to bring out about this movie? Like, we touched on the, the musical numbers, we touched on the humor, we touched on the animation. I think those are all high. I think the only the low for me is like there's at times I was like it's way overboard with the humor where I was just like all right I get it kind of stuff like the shit jokes and fart jokes and the belching jokes like no and- you don't get it you need to fucking understand that we're gonna make this joke again we're gonna do it again yep <laughs> I think it was in there for like I mean children basically I think. <laughs> it kind of it kind of seemed like weird. they took the Adam Sandler formula and they said, "Well, we can't swear, so we're gonna have to do the gross out stuff instead." I mean, they still swear once or twice, but yeah, it's not like your typical movie, though. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's yeah. no like there's there's no extreme innuendo. There's no nudity. There's not you can't say any f bombs. So they turned up the gross out and they turned up some of the physical comedy stuff and, and went from there. Which I kind of get, but I agree with you for the record. Like that's the the low the low point of this movie for me is like some of the dumb gross out humor. It's just I don't know. I'm not a child. If I was if I'd seen this movie as a kid, I might have been like, oh, that's hilarious. He farted on those carolers. But yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, and I think that's the same thing for me. Is like I didn't laugh. Like I saw things like, eh, or I got, I got, it got like a smirk for me, but I moved on. Like I was actively doing something else and just watching it. It was just a few like moments of weird, like dry humor, or maybe things I didn't even think about as a kid that I thought were much funnier. So I agree. Like it, it it's a maturity thing with the movie, but that that also lands on there are. I mean, have you went back and watched any Adam Sandler movies? Yeah, Big Daddy. Yeah, recently, in the last few years, I have. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, and there are certain ones that like some of the jokes will be the same thing. Like some of them just don't land the same way they do. Now, some of them, st- even though they are like insanely immature, still hit like just as good as they did when I was a kid. But it's also finding the right amount of it to have when it's not peppered in in a certain way. It's funnier. Um, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe they wonder, needed Norm Macdonald for this movie. If I great. saw if I saw Billy Madison for the very first time today, I wonder what my reaction to it would be. You know, that's, that's I, good. I just don't know. I just don't. The know. price is wrong, bitch. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I I agree with you. That it, we, I think we're all in agreement. I will get Zach's point in a sec. But yeah, it's it's got a little bit of an immaturity thing to the comedy, and it lays it on a little thick. But that's just kind of. Goes with the territory of an Adam it's Sandler easily movie. forgiven. Yeah, exactly. And, and this is like before we get into that era where every it feels like every single movie that uh, Adam Sandler makes has to have some like really big, like very thick, like very heavy handed message. It doesn't mean those movies are bad either. Just like, but they they start to lay on really really thick heavy messages within the tone of the movie. You mean like Jack and Jill? There's Jack and Jill, Chuck and Larry. What's the um, what's the movie? The uh, Don't mess with the Zohan. Uh, I haven't seen any of this. Well, you're they're like they're like, but they're they're like messages in between of like, uh, like some of them are about racial biases or how how you should treat people of a, of a certain culture. Uh, of course, Chuck and Larry's about homosexuality. Um, I can't say what Jack and Jill's about because I've not watched that one. But 
He's kind of knew the message I was giving. And then uh, I think it has more to do actually with Adam Sandler growing up and maybe having kids and having a family. Cause then grownups comes out and grownups is more relatable to that click. Uh, is a similar like fan. Like his movies changed a little bit. It's so, like they matured Dude, a little bit. Destroys but, like, me every time. Ah, uh, Click's rough. Yeah, Click's a rough movie to watch. I, I watched it somewhat recently, and that's that's a hard movie to swallow. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, I don't know. It's very different than his other movies. So it's kind of neat to see that they mature like that. And as I've grown, like I've changed a little differently in how I feel about certain movies. Like I'm kind of like Dubs, Big Daddy. To me, it feels. Like I like that one more now than I did when I was younger. Um, it doesn't take away from the others. I still laugh my ass off watching The Water Boy because that was just the movie I watched a thousand times when I was a kid. But I don't like uh, Little Nicky anymore. I used to like it back then, but yeah, I haven't watched it, but I can see that I wouldn't like it. It seems like a movie that was really thick on the dumb, like mm-hmm. this type of humor, and I probably just wouldn't like it. But I don't know. I just I haven't watched it. Well, what's what's mind boggling to me is like every Adam Sandler movie that I watch, I've never seen him become a full asshole. Like the closest thing he becomes an asshole is wedding, sing- wedding, wedding singer. singer. I was going to yeah. say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but even that, like he was still kind of likable because the fucking <laughs> the singing in that movie. And, and this one, I was like, God damn it. Fucking Adam Sandler, you're dick. I mean, he didn't write or direct it, but have you seen Uncut Jibs? <laughs> Not yet. No. No, <laughs> okay, you watch it. I, He's, He's a big asshole in that movie, though. In that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Blank Singer has one of my favorite musical numbers in it. Blank Singer's a really good movie. That's another movie I haven't seen in a long time. I haven't the seen that where, one in a long time. It's the one where he's all depressed and like Drew Barrymore comes to see him again, and he does that song. It's kind of like it's kind of like a car song where he talks about how he wants to kill himself. It makes <laughs> me laugh every fucking time. I don't know why. I gotta watch that again. But Zach, uh, w- what's your opinions? Any highs and lows that you want to give about this movie? It sucks. Why did I make a drink when you did that? Movie shit. I don't, I don't know. You just you set yourself up for failure. But uh, like, uh, I, I liked it pretty. It was all right to me. Um, yeah, I'm kind of like the the mostly scatological fucking humor was like that that's where it was like a little too much for me it was like it's just fucking gross and i thought i would have thought this was gross in 2002 <laughs> <laughs> like that the whole porta potty fucking sequence was just like no nah, that's that's not funny oh yeah i didn't need that anymore and, that, and that's one of those things totally when i was a kid i was like <laughs> and i and i see that now and i'm like oh god no that poor soul <laughs> Like, I feel traumatized watching someone because it's like, oh, that could happen to me. Uh, that would be I would, awful. I would not have thought that was funny when I was like fucking 16 either. Uh, but I'm, I've am i always said my humor is a little bit more weird. I'm, I'm a lot fucking pickier about my wing sauce. <laughs> oh, sure. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 16, I don't even know if I'd have laughed. That, like, I, this is something I would have laughed at when I was like eight. I don't like that's that when, it came out. when it came out, I was like 15, 16 years old. Somewhere oh, fair. In range. So, like, I, that's that's fair, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. I like the, I liked all the stuff with like the the Whitey family. Like that shit was kind of funny. Yeah, his sister's pretty pretty funny. Um, I thought that would be annoying, but I I like ended up liking them because I was like, all right, this guy is like talking like that. I don't know if I could stand it throughout the whole movie, but then I was like, ah, it's fine. I like it. It's really good. 
Yeah, if you hear it long enough, you just get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk like this for the rest of the episode. I hope y'all like it. What's really weird is like his, <laughs> his sister is like that that extreme stereotype of like old Jewish people yeah. that like they're all like hypochondriacs and like fucking you know, all that stuff. And he, it's okay for him to write that shit because you know he's Jewish, he can get away with it, whatever. But like yeah. <laughs> that's just all that reminded me of it. That stuff's kind of funny to me too, though. But uh, yeah, um. I don't know what else to really say about it. it to me, we kind of covered everything. So. Well, the what's beginning of the song? movie, they at least declared that they aren't Jewish. They, I know. That's what's so yeah. weird about it. Yeah, like, I thought that was strange, too. I noticed the same thing. I was like, she is like literally a walking Jewish stereotype in terms of, of media, like what they would put out there. Yeah. Like, it'd be it'd be kind of hard to make a movie like that now and not have a bunch of criticism on Twitter. Like, oh, I can't believe you do this. You must support Gaza or some nonsense like that. <laughs> like, that's that's a shit someone would say about it, right? Like, yeah. but but it's funny because they're they declared early in the movie they're not Jewish. Yeah, uh, you can't but, make boondocks anymore either. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, we won't, we won't go into that. Oh, man. Sorry. He asked you, uh, I think Dub's asked you a question, favorite song. Is that, yeah. yeah well, what's your favorite musical number? It's a technical foul. Yeah. It's a technical foul. <laughs> yeah, pr- pretty much. It's, it's yeah, catchy. I, I do like the the one uh, about making Davy cry. The the one in the mall. I do like that one. Oh yeah, I bit. didn't want to move on without talking about how fucking bizarre all of that product placement is. Apparently, oh yeah, it's so all, weird. They did all of it without permission, too. By the way, really? Yeah. For yeah. some reason, it's I was like, "This is how they finance this movie." I'm sure. No, no, no. It's it's actually, I think, like a legit joke. They just picked like it was like they were trying to make fun of the products, but through product placement of like because Whitey is like the mall is the greatest place ever. So he's like, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, you, I get, you can get this. Yeah, you can get so, yeah. So weird because he has that weird like not a song where he talks about how great all the stores in the mall are, and he says. And and Adam Sandler Stone says, uh, uh, "Did you have that prepared, or did you just rhyme all those times by?" Oh yeah, because he say he does it like a Christmas <laughs> poem, basically. Yeah, and it's very yeah. strange. And also, I I didn't realize until later, like all of those, not all of them, but several of those uh, anthropomorphized uh, characters are voiced by. Fam- you already said Tyra Banks, but uh, Tom Kenny is one of them. SpongeBob's one of them, and. Carl Weathers is one. It's just weird. It's bizarre. <laughs> Carl Weathers. The thing is strange. Good. It's all in the hips, <laughs> baby. And then, you go down, <laughs> and then you go down this weird rabbit hole because they were like the sharper image. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Because there's never been a sharper image in this area as far as I know. You never heard of sharper image? No. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, magazines. I had to look yeah, it up. Catalogs. I was like, oh. Oh, okay. I probably would have loved that store if it What's was. What's funny is I kept kitschy electronics. At first, stuff. when he was doing that, I thought he was naming because I'm looking at it 20 years from now. I thought he was naming failed businesses at first as a joke, but it's because I'm watching it with that scope in mind. But Sharper Image, I don't think is out of business. And no, no Sharper uh, Image is not doing well, but <laughs> yeah, it's know. still around. Yeah, Express it's, is doing fine. Yeah, yeah. It's not like he's like, you I'm should go to Circuit City, Blockbuster. He, he didn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. KB no. Toys. Yeah, KB Toys. Yeah. You should go visit Jeffrey the Giraffe. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer worked at Dunkin' Donuts, right? That's why she, like, she brought the donuts. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> by the way, when he went to the mall when he was drunk, 
was he high on LSD or something? Like, why did he see all the? He, he got so drunk he started hallucinating all these things. It was the Christmas spirit. Yeah, I was about to say that, or it's it's actually like a weird Christmas. There's also all- there's also that weird thing where um. The bus driver's like, oh, it's the damnedest thing. A single thumbtack blew out all eight of my back wheels. And he, like, <laughs> yeah. and he like looks at the skies like, okay, I get it. And yeah. it's like, well, wait a minute, is this a Christmas miracle? Or like they don't, there's not like a musical cue. You don't see like a star twinkle in the sky or anything. It just so I happens. was like, am I supposed to be taking this at face value or is this a joke or. I'm not really yes. sure. That was the I'm glad you brought up. that was the other dry humor moment. I laughed. I, they were laying like they were really like being heavy handed with the joke of all oh, the Christmas spirit and like pushing him toward one thing or another. Yeah. Uh, but it was that whole joke of oh one one single thumbtack took it all away from my tires. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I I just took it. It was a Christmas spirit that, that made him see all those those things sing to him. Uh, yeah, that like you mix that with a little bit with drunkenness. I mean, think of it this way: he went from being really drunk and all that happening to then being like stone cold sober. That, well, that is a Christmas him. miracle. A bunch of scary. shit fucking assaulted him and made him cry. Yeah, <laughs> the One spirits of, the of them all blasted him in the face with black coffee. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, as we've no- learned from television shows and movies, sobers you up immediately. That yes. that is true. That is it's classic. <laughs> Snap it's out of it. <laughs> a scalding hot fucking black substance like woke got him out of his stupor. I don't know. Yeah, I like the narrator though. He's like he got really stupid and really drunk and went to a place that's not even open and looking for a girl that's not even there. <laughs> he goes into the ball, he breaks it and. Uh, it somehow turns off the alarm by throwing something at the bell, which he threw that, uh, was, he threw that whole bottle of absinthe there at the at it. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, he ate the worm. Yeah, and the, and the sugar cube, all that, all that nonsense. Yeah. All right, my my final thoughts. Uh, unless you guys have anything else to say, uh, my my final thoughts on the movie is like, I went into it, you know, thinking I was gonna kind of hate it but I was surprised that I kind of liked it. Um, animation's good. Musical number's good. Uh, Whitey and, and the sister's good. Uh, it's all, all overall good. Just the only thing I didn't like at times was the, you know, snots, the poop, and uh, the belching. Like, that's like Kevin Smith humor, <laughs> almost. Uh, but So I, I recommend this movie. Andy, what about you? Uh, yeah, kind of the same. I, I feel similarly to it as I did Polar Express. Like, it's not gonna, I'm not gonna watch it every year for Christmas or anything, but like, yeah, it was okay. The animation was really good. It's worth watching almost just for that. Uh, some of the songs are catchy. Uh, the story's pretty cool. Um, it's got, it's got heart there, I guess. Uh, I mean, the length is attractive for something like this. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's the kind of length is attractive. <laughs> he said it. Yeah, Chaz, what about you? I'll let Zach go first because I'm uh, I'm the only one that's watched this movie through before. Exactly. I do got a couple things I want to say real quick about the movie that sure I think's interesting. Uh, One, this was a commercial failure. It bombed in the box office. It did in fact bomb. The budget was like thirty four million. They made like twenty (laughs) three, which is kind of surprising to me a little bit. It cost Uh, more than I thought it would have. I mean, it for caught, a while there, people were blaming the Jews for 9-11, so I'm pretty sure that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible joke. I, I I don't know why I bombed. <laughs> the Jews. But, uh, 
No, um, I don't know. I, I yeah, it cost way more than I thought it was going to, but at the same time, that money it didn't make as much money as I thought it would have either. Because at this point in time, Adam Sandler is still kind of like in his peak. Yeah, and then it's like he made an animated Christmas movie. I was like that's going to be fun. I, I thought that's what would have happened, but maybe the critical reception kind of like warded people off because this movie got fucking savaged critically. Like almost nobody liked it. I think a lot of people like rated it like way lower than what it should have been too. Like the people just absolutely like some people like rated it like, like on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes is fucking stupid anyway, but it's like got 11% on there or something. Oh really? It's wow, not that bad. Jesus. I know. It's like this movie. Are you guys fucking serious? Like you. That's why Rotten Tomatoes is like bizarre. I don't understand like the system on there. I never have. But um, I, I mean, to be fair, like the uh, the tomato meter is very different than the audience score. The audience score is pretty close to what IMDb has. Yeah, the IMDb score is kind of like a little low to me too, though. But, yeah, I would uh, say it's closer to like a six out of ten movie. I guess it's one of those six, six out of ten movies. I would probably like. It's the hill I would die on, right? Like one of those types of things. But, <laughs> I, but, I, I'm not going to die on that hill, but like you know, you you might convince me to stay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's an okay movie. Uh, I like it a little bit more than Polar Express, I guess. But yeah. So you recommend? Sure, slight recommendation. All right. Yeah. I, 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 go. Oh, I was gonna say just for reference, they have the Marvels with a sixty-two percent tomato meter. So pretty well, they sure got, they just they got, got a mix of... over Captain Marvel that whole fiasco there. So it's like, oh man, yeah, I mean, well, the audience score is like in the high eighties or something, which doesn't make sense either. So I'm pretty sure everyone that just uses this website seriously either has CTE there's, or is a train enthusiast. There's definitely something to be said about who uses Rotten Tomatoes, who uses. IMDb, who's typing reviews on Reddit or Letterboxd or whatever. Like, it's not everyone likes to think, oh, this is a good representation of, of society's whole. It's not. It's fucking not. <laughs> oh, it's, it's not at all. Use IMDb and use Google Audience Score. Yeah. I don't know, cool. though. Even, the, even the, the IMDb has the Marvels rated at 6.1. I've not personally watched the movie, but. Uh, I guess for reference, and then we're already on it, but my my wife and I, we, we were big into watching the Marvel movies up to Phase 4. We wanted to see everything through. My and wife. We'd right. seen all... My wife, yeah. We'd <laughs> seen all of those movies in theaters. She was really excited for Captain Marvel when it came out because she's like, oh, they're they're making an empowering female superhero. They're going to make a movie about her. It looks, it looks like it's going to be really cool. I don't know much about her, but that's fine. And we went and watched the movie, and we came out of the theater... It's one of the few times she's looked at me and said, "That was dog shit." Like wow. she, was she was like, "That movie sucked." She she was pissed. And since then, like we still liked, of course, we we liked the Avengers movies um, to finish up. And then, of course, we you and I we've all went through talking about where things stand post Endgame because it's it's a, such a fucking weird mess and how, what they're doing with everything. But she's heard this movie's out, and she's eye-rolled. She's like, I don't even want to watch it. I'll just look up the synopsis so I know what's relevant for what other movies we watch. 
Like I have no desire to watch it. That's not even worth it either. So <laughs> yeah, and, well, I think it's more like she wants to make sure that if there's anything that's even relevant to whatever else we watch later, she wants to know what it is. They but gotta the reboot that, everything. The fact that that there's someone like that looked that much forward to it, that felt that way about it because they felt like specifically uh, Captain Marvel herself was so unlikable in the first movie, and then like just not represented well in the other movies. That that's what. That's what led to it. So anyway, I got a little weird tangent there about the Marvels, but point being, IMDb even has it rated kind of high. It's rated higher than Eight Crazy Nights, and I would bet dollars to donuts. It's not a better movie than Eight Crazy Nights, so take it for what it is. But uh, never nerds. Yeah, that's right, you fucking losers. Listen to our show so we can berate you. <laughs> but uh, I recommend it. If anything, watching it now, I have a different appreciation for the movie. I, it's it's one of those movies that just was on a bunch when I was younger. Uh, this movie came out when I was twelve, so uh, twelve it or thirteen. It played on TV was, a lot. It played on TV a lot, and we also had the weird, like, sketchy direct TV. But the someone went down the road and got the card fried, so it's, you got access to all the good shit. There it is. Uh, you know, I don't know how it happened. Someone went out on a boat, you know, out out the seas, as we like to say. But uh, anyway, this played a lot. So I've watched it a lot. So nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Uh, so that's part of it. But even then, like, it's, it's still a good movie. It's not, a, I would agree with Andy, it's not something I'm going to watch every year by any means. But it's definitely something like maybe every handful of years I'll come back and visit. Or if it's on, I would watch it. Uh, but don't want my daughter watching it yet. I don't, I don't need her picking up some of the things in this movie and taking that to school. Yeah, like Judaism. Not just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't need her down there. Like wh- your daughter talked about Yahweh today. I'm like, oh shit. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh man, that that's that good. Jehovah. Jehovah. Latin. Can you tell me? Oh. oh, that's that's good. No, uh yeah, I'd be really afraid that she'd go to school. And she'd probably say like one of the lines that you wouldn't expect. She'd go to school and like look at the kids, you have very nice boobs. If it <laughs> I could call it in, it's like uh shit. <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah, I'd recommend it though, and I agree with Andy. Animation alone almost makes it worth it. Not even yeah. considering anything else, it's, it's actually a gorgeous movie to watch. Yeah, indeed. Zach, what's the movie you're picking for next week's conversation? Uh, Tokyo Godfathers. Oh, you stole it. I stole it. You snooze, you lose. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I've talked for years about choosing that movie, and then I didn't even choose it. But it's kind of like I get two choices because I chose something for the next week. Also, we watch these movies out of order. This movie came out in 2002. Tokyo Godfathers came out in 2003. Polar Express came out in 2004. How do you like that? We're going yeah. backwards. Nailed it. We got the biscuits. I'm excited. Sorry. I've never watched Tokyo Godfathers. Me oh, I love it. Oh, I Me love either. it. So, so. I, I, I get to be Chaz next week and be the only one who's seen it. I've seen it like three or four times. I love that movie. Cool. So yeah, you guys are gonna I hate it. it. <laughs> I picked it because it, kind of it comes up in conversations a lot online about you know classic anime. If anime I if anime. I like look it up and, and like Google search stuff about it, am I gonna start getting messages to to purchase trading cards with famous Japanese singers on them? No, nothing like that. What okay, no no algorithms. Okay, I'm just making sure. Okay, uh, you had to be there as a conversation. All right. All right. Yeah, that, that's really good for our podcast. Inside jokes. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know more, just keep listening. Eventually, it'll come out. Choo Maybe. Choo. Um. Anyway. <laughs> All, right. All right. Remember, uh, Tokyo Godfather's next week, and then uh, 
we'll we'll talk about that. But before we get into host credit scene, let's see this ad. Wrestling nerds, wrestling weebs, wrestling fans. If you're looking for a different kind of podcast, one that goes over actual big wrestling news, I mean real stories, not somebody getting divorced or baseless rumors or whatnot, and get some color, we got that. We also do reviews of wrestling from the past, but sometimes we also do wrestling from the modern day too, if it's something that interests us at the time. Other than that, I would say the main attraction is just three guys who have been lifelong wrestling fans doing what wrestling fans do. Cutting up, cracking jokes, and just enjoying the entertainment wrestling can provide. However that comes. If you want to catch Getting Some Color, you can catch it bi-weekly on Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern, usually. 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 All right, I'll go first because... And by the way, the host credit scene is what what the hell we've been watching, playing, or doing. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Uh, no surprise, NHL 24. Not going to go into it because it's boring to some people. Did you, did you kick somebody and fucking kill them with your fucking blades, too? No, yeah, but yeah. I killed them with the scoreboard. No. Yeah. If NHL doesn't add that feature in like your, your game where mid-season you can just have everything abruptly ended because you get arrested for manslaughter, then they're not doing it right. Yeah, if they, they don't want to be as realistic as possible. If they don't add fucking fatalities in NHL 25, who fucking cares? <laughs> if they don't NFL board that son of a bitch, then I'm not fucking going to pay attention. We're, hey, where is... Mom like and the- Dad, buy me NHL 95. Seven or go to hell. <laughs> it's like the NF, the NBA Jam, the NFL Blitz of like hockey and baseball. Well, there was NHL oh, hits. Got, you got nerfed by yeah, NHL hits. Yeah, it just wasn't as good because at that point it's just already been done to death. Like NFL Blitz took it was like we'll just basically let you like power bomb the fuck out of people. Yeah, uh, on have there. You, yeah. Have you guys ever looked at what they wanted NFL Blitz to be before NFL said whoa whoa whoa, 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 but like break bones, and then people would have to play with breaking broken bones. And so, oh man, it was outrageous! So outrageous. It's funny that you say that because there's a bunch they of actually, developers that are really interesting. So they actually ended up doing that when they remade the franchise. Uh, when they they like did a, a reboot of the NFL Blitz series. It's like what 2015 or 20. I'd have to look it up. It, like it, it's been a while, but they brought the franchise back, and it, I don't think the games were too successful. But that was a thing. Like they were doing like the X-ray hits, like you would see in the fucking Mortal Kombat games now. And the people, like when they get sidelined, they'd be sidelined for a play, and it's like, all right, this person can be out, or you can give them some like super steroid shot in the back that's like morally questionable, and they can play again. And it was like a high risk thing of like the person could get hurt more permanently if you put them back in or something. I don't know, like for quick play, that didn't matter. Just give him the fucking shot. Who cares? But Daily like beans, and then he fucking yeah. went back out. <laughs> so really fucking sketchy. Uh, man, whew. I, I can see how that would go over. I I, I straight up want fatalities, so it, it'd be funny. Uh, I, although they've done some weird stuff like that. NBA did the whole thing with NBA Jam. Have you guys ever heard about that? They wanted like I guess there's a code for it where like the Mortal Kombat characters are in NBA Jam, but. Because uh, Midway was the one that was making them at the time, but be, in, the NBA wanted no association with that because that was right in like the peak of video games are making kids violent. So they said, "Fuck that noise!" And NBA was like, "Nope, you have to pull that." So 
the the game has in the code you you have characters that are there but you like they're not unlockable i think it's like mm-hmm. literally the ninjas and raiden i think it's that's it but yeah i've never seen that part as of nba thing. jam is built upon uh parts of the like the Mortal Kombat engine. It's um, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to go way down that road. But there's, there's a book from Boss Fight Books that details the making of NBA Jam. It's extremely good. I recommend it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I played NHL 24. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, you said you didn't want to get into it. Yeah, but, yeah, we we got into it. We got around it for you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, NHL hits, by the way, had uh, Limp Biscuit uh, rolling, rolling, rolling. I remember that in the menu screen the whole <laughs> time. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Netflix, there's a documentary called Twin Flames. Uh, it caught my eye because I was like, why does that guy look like Jesus? Uh, and I clicked on it and played it. It's about like a couple uh, who have this organization where help people find their twin flame and twin flame is supposed to be like their forever lover, their last lover in life and all that stuff. And they, they're into like spiritual shit and it turned out to be like a fucking cult and they're like stealing people's monies and stuff and, uh, shunning, uh, people's families away because, you know, they're in some type of weak, uh, or uh, a weak situation where, you know, they're not falling in love with people and they're turning to these, these couples. Uh, and it's fucking weird, bro. Like I went down the rabbit hole and I'm like, dude, they're just making money off of these people, <laughs> these people who pain and stuff. And I'm only like a couple of episodes in and it's like making me frustrated, uh, listening to them because there's a part where this girl is just turned 18, actually turned 19 and she's at the meeting. She's like she's the only person that doesn't have a twin flame, and they they all do like this ritual where they all go um and like do like this spiritual fucking shit. And they're like, "All right, who talked to you recently?" And she's like, "Well, this guy on Facebook messaged me." And she's like, "Do you know him?" They're like, "No, he's a stranger. He's your twin flame." <laughs> and it's like complete stranger. Uh, and she's like, uh, he got falsely arrested for drugs and stuff, and he had other crimes and stuff. And he, she like thought he was a creep, but because of the cult in the mind said, "This is your twin flame." Like she believes that this is going to be her lover. Is this documentary? A, is it a film or is it a series? It's a series. It's a documentary. I was about to say this. Is, it sounds like it's, it encompasses a lot. Yeah. I, I recommend it so far. Um, you will get angry. I will tell you that watching these people, but I'm hoping as I get deeper in there, they like they get arrested or something <laughs> or some type of uh, a thing happens where, you know, they get sued or whatever. Tell you what, if they start doing uh, fundraisers for dementia research through for video games and then they don't actually donate it they they will eventually get caught yeah that sucks too the completionist what do you tell you what, what that made me mad Whew. yeah i was watching i was like Man, fuck that guy <laughs> yeah if anybody wants to know like apparently he had like an organization that he was doing and and charity and it's over like six hundred thousand dollars that they raised and it, it in the charity gerard says that uh you know, it's going to an organization 
and all that money. Cause when you do tech, by the way, I used to work for the IRS in nine nineties and all that stuff. So I'm pretty aware of you're supposed to show where your money's going. So like when it's being handed to another organization, it will be on the nine ninety. And on the 990, it just shows that the organization was using funds from the fundraiser, but it, they still have the money in their bank account, not going to a charity. Now, I will say this. If it's a still ongoing investigation, um, I'm going to hopefully give its due. Maybe they were in talks and it never went through or something like that. I don't know. But when you have it for, I think, six years now, um, yeah, you need to do something. Uh, you're not yeah. researching for that uh, situation. I mean, the two videos. So the video that you sent links to a more detailed video that goes into way more depth, um, and also even includes links to help people find like the public tax records that you can look at. Mm. And I mean, at at this point, it's like bare minimum negligence. Uh, but even then, there's there's outright lying at some point because he's called out within a span of a couple of years ago admits that, okay, this is a problem. I, I was just incorrect about what's happening here. I'm, I'm getting involved or I, I am involved and then continues to say all the same stuff, but there's been no changes and there are records to, to back that. Yeah. So that, that becomes a little suspect, but like it, it's worth just seeing how it plays out to see what happens, but it's, it doesn't look good. It's, it doesn't look good because that's. I would say, in terms of like, other than just the entire like platform of Extra Life and what games done quick, like those are the two that come to mind to me that are that are probably the biggest. This is one of the bigger fundraisers that's done pretty regularly. Uh, so there, there's a ton of money that's poured into this, and for it to just being there, not to mention like the expenses that are listed. Um, you know, again, you, you don't have to necessarily disclose, um, like, to a T unless you have, like, uh, certain documentation to show, okay, this is what those expenses go toward. So that was the other side of it is, okay, well, you know, if they're already failing to show so much in documentation with taxes, you know, or what are those expenses coming from? Is that actually, like, a cut that's being pulled out or is that just, like, just a random number that's arbitrary, you know? So I don't know. It I guess we have to wait and see how things play out because these things will take a while anyway. If it goes to well, he's going to find a scapegoat probably. It, it, when an organization, they have to have like certain signatures for officers. He, I guarantee you, he's going to plant it on one guy. Be like, well, he told me he was going to do something and he never did it. So, and then there's going to be some stupid video on YouTube where he, you know, the whole sighing, shutting the door, petting the fucking dog, and then talking about the situation, just like your normal yeah. apology videos that happen on YouTube. I mean, maybe. I think the problem there is, like, someone, like, he pissed someone off. Like, the top comment on that video was, like, unless you have done an exceptionally great speedrun, you do not want this guy to be mentioning you in a video. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. It's like, oh, he fucked up. Yeah. Uh, so, the fact that there's someone that's already like put a lot of effort into the investigation and has already called him out and has proof of that, uh, that's out there. It also shows that he's aware of, like, I think that's the problem. And a lot of it just depends on whose name is on what. So like you said, though, it's possible if they, they legitimately have someone marked as like a CFO or something, that's who's going to take the fall, but it just depends. And, uh, which is funny that YouTuber, uh, I also went down a rabbit hole of him and Billy Mitchell, Billy Mitchell could go mm. fucking suck a dick, by the way. I told you guys all about Carl Jobs, like, 
six months ago. <laughs> Don't act uh, yeah. like you just discovered him. Yeah, there's this great, this great person that I wish one of my friends would have told me about, but <laughs> they didn't. But thankfully, Dubs was able to send us something. I wish I had better friends. I don't know. <laughs> but you're right. Uh, the Billy Mitchell is a dick. He yeah, can Billy. eat all the fucking Pac-Man pellets. Yeah, fucking cheater. Um. Anyway, suck a- pellets. Yeah. <laughs> that's all i did nhl um watched that documentary and then uh that fucking completionist thing where i kind of like shook my head because if i remember correctly i think zach you were just like he's a cool dude when we talked about g4 because remember he was on there he's like yeah yep. he's a cool dude well he's not anymore yep he could suck a whole bag of dicks anyway uh <laughs> Andy, what about you? What the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? Uh, not very much. I don't know. I watched some Bob's Burgers. <laughs> I, wa- I watched a bunch of old Top Gear. Yeah. I don't know. I watched some YouTube shit. Actually, I, I also watched a Carl Jumps video. I mean, I watched the one you guys are talking about, but uh, he also made a video about how the um, collector's video game market is crashing. But something I've been holding in my back pocket that I really wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, I went to, I don't remember what it stands for, Torg. It's just a big video game, retro video game convention in Columbus, Ohio. I've never seen that many games for sale all in one place in my entire life. God damn, there was a lot of shit there. It was really cool. And uh, CGC, the um, one of the grading services, had a booth there, a double-wide booth. They bought two spaces, man. And it just had a bunch of little chairs set up so that you could come and talk to them about grading games. And they had a bunch of people in CGC polos there. I walked by that booth several times and it was always deserted. Always. Thank <laughs> oh, that's God. hilarious. <laughs> I just like no one was even talking to them out of curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> they were all standing around just like wasting time looking at their phones. Like no one wanted to talk to CGC yeah. to try to get their games encased in plastic and graded. I was, I was like, I'm so proud of this community. <laughs> so, so I'm curious. It, how- did they so something in Pokemon that happened? Sorry, cards are coming up already. CGC this past year announced they changed their grading scale and changed how their cards look, and it pissed a bunch of people off. Like first off, they they changed like ratings, so a bunch of people got moved to tens that used to not be tens, and they came up with a new layer of oh, well, this is the the super mega perfect ten or some bullshit. Yeah. So the problem there is. You had a bunch of people that had cards that were valued at one thing, and they said, "Oh, well, you could turn it in for a fee." Will like they had a very finite like window where you could turn it in for free and ship it, and they would just go ahead and change it. But then people had like their cards damaged and stuff on the way. So there's a bunch of horror stories of people that turn in their like CGC tens and or or whatever or nine point fives, and they got damaged. So then they couldn't get made into the ten they were supposed to or some shit. But point being, they, they changed the grading scale and they changed how their design looks. So a bunch of people got really mad about that because it fucks with their collections now. So a lot of people were like, no, we're not even going to use them. They, were, they weren't even the best one to begin with. They were number three. So why bother? Um, so I wondered if that changed with video games too, like or anything they grade. Because if it did, or like with comics and other stuff, I could see why everyone's like moved on from that, that craze. Mm-hmm. Hopefully people have for the better, but. From what I recall, there's two big 
video game greater CGC, and they do everything comics and cards and video games. I mean, CGC uh, will you could you could shit in a box and they yeah, would they'll grade, grade it for shit. you. Yeah, that's and, the joke. Uh, yeah, and Wada and Wada is the one that got wrapped up in all that. Uh, again, back to Carl Jobs, he's the one who did the great, very long video kind of showing where Wada came from and how they're tied up in these scumbags that. Uh, do auction houses and stuff, and I, I can't remember all the names and stuff. But, but it, it looked like uh, it looked kind of like the inverse. It looked like everyone was like, "Oh fuck, Wada might be like a scam." But CGC, they're an institution. They've been grading everything for so long. I, maybe we should go over there. So the fact that CGC is still not doing anything <laughs> at this massive video game convention in the Midwest or the, the heart of America, whatever. Ohio is um, kind of showed me that the interest in it in general had dropped or maybe just, maybe it's just a regional thing. I don't know, but I, uh, there were, there were some graded games there for sale. And for the most part, I didn't even see a lot of people looking at them. Cause they're all like, you know, sealed super Mario brothers two $3,000. And no one's, no one's buying that. Yeah. No one just walking there going, Oh, you know what? I've got three grand to drop on this. Yeah. No one's like, Oh, wow. I've been looking for one of these. I'll just buy that. It's like, no, that's not what this is. Yeah. I think a guy that drives a Lotus Exige cup with a license plate that says hentai on it would probably drop $3,000. <laughs> I, I feel like he'd be spending his money on something better, honestly. Yeah. No, that that's the guy that would. That, that guy is definitely <laughs> spending three grand on cocaine and hookers just for a given. Yeah, that's what land. I mean, like something worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, he's already he already has that. He's like, hey, you want to go back to my place and see this CGC ten? Yeah, you want to go back to my place and snort coke off my CGC ten? Who the yeah. fuck was She's that like, guy? Oh yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> who who was that rat bastard? The pharma bro from a couple years ago. He got put in the prison. Screlly. Yeah, Screlly. He had the Wu Tang controller that was like sealed or some shit. <laughs> Didn't he also like... have that that one off Wu Tang album or something? Yeah, I thought yeah. it was him. Yeah, fucking yeah. ridiculous. Doesn't that doesn't that heat you up? <laughs> but I, also, I I bought a bunch of games there. Uh, I've been playing um been playing Pipe Dream on the Game Boy. I Hell pri- yes. I prioritized um, Pipe Dream. I prioritized handheld stuff because my analog pocket, so I was always looking at handheld stuff. But I also got some Xbox games, a PS2 game, and I got a trading card of uh, of uh, uh, I'm blanking uh, Mario's voice. Uh, oh shit! Mar- and he- Charles Martinet. Charles Martinet. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I, I met the, I met the guy there for Christ's sake. I'd like that was so weird. But, Is he uh, weird? Huh. Is he yeah, weird? he's very weird. He's a weird Tim, guy. Tim Rogers keeps saying he's really weird to the point yeah. that he's like creepy or some shit. I, I heard <laughs> I heard that too. Um, uh, some other podcasters I was listening to were talking about how weird he is. He really is weird. I, uh, <laughs> he just they, keeps they talking had, like that. <laughs> I went with someone and they waited in line to talk to him for like two hours. And yeah. right at the end, they're like, come over here. I want you to take a picture with my phone when I meet him. So I just got to the front of the line for free, like without doing anything. No I, just walked up and, I just walked up and said, I got to take a picture. The, okay, go on. <laughs> I just went to the front of the line. But uh, they oh, have a, man. a signature costs like 80 or $150. I was like, I don't want a signature that bad. That's fine. He, he's not even Mario's voice anymore. Fuck it. <laughs> he's not even Mario. I'm waiting to meet Chris Pratt. <laughs> but but just, just the same... Uh, 
you know, we, we talked to him and she got something signed and, uh, he, he was just a nice guy. We talked about how it was hard to hear in there and, uh, you know, you have a nice day or whatever and stuff like that. And, and, uh, then said, uh, you know, thanks for everything and bye. Yeah. He seemed nice, but yeah, weird. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, like the setting you're meeting him into is like, that's just exhausting. Yeah, no, 110%. But uh, the line yeah. to, to meet him was like, you know, two hours long, and the line to meet Peach's voice actress was like 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, sure. Was Virgil I don't even there? know her name. I mean, I, Virgil, I don't think reason. Virgil was there. Virgil set up in the fucking pinstripe pants. <laughs> yeah. the voice actors, I couldn't tell you who they were anymore. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, there were some. I swear I saw uh, Corey from My Life in Gaming there. But he was just like oh. walking around looking at shit. And I was like, is that him? I'm going to go ask if it's him. Ah, I'm not. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And then later I was like, oh, I should have asked. It might have been him. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, only Zach's going to know who most of these people are. Um, uh, the immortal John Hancock was there. He was nice. Uh. I, I talked to him for a minute. Um, oh, uh, Rusty Shackles was there. But we've talked to him like a hundred times. That artist. I, I think he lives up that area, though. Uh, he probably does. Um, but yeah, it was, it was it was interesting. And then besides that, I've just played a ton of Assassin's Creed three, and by a ton of, I mean in twenty to forty minute bursts because my Switch tries to set itself on fire if I play it for too long. <laughs> oh, um, I meant to ask you guys something. Is that uh, is there a wrestling move that uh, like if you approach a guy from the front and you're facing each other, but you like. You you grab him and then you kind of do the suplex motion, but he's facing you. Is that called something? Belly to belly suplex. Okay, yeah, you can do that in Assassin's Creed Three, and it's hilarious. Oh, yes. <laughs> I just every time he does it, I'm like, get a suplex, get him, kick his ass. It's very. So he'll grab them around the waist, like and hug them, but then throw them over himself. Sort of, a sort of. Yeah, uh, that's a belly to belly. When yeah. you're unarmed and someone tries to like stab him, he grabs their arm and pulls them against him, and then throws them behind him. <laughs> it's very yeah, good. It's rules. So, yeah, yeah but I, I'm having fun with that game, but I won't talk about it too much. I'll save that for the game. But the, yeah, that's it. I want an analog pocket so bad. I keep on they going. are going to restock before Christmas. I did yeah. confirm that. I looked it up for you, but apparently for... it's going to be the blacks and the whites, and no one knows the date, but Zach and I will probably get an email when it happens, so we'll let you know. Sweet. I'm yeah. shameless. If our, if any any people out there are listening want to help us out, not going to help us because it's going to be a month after, but whatever there. Yeah, if you want to help me and Dubs, we'll start a, an official charity. Get, get us Analog Pockets. We would love one. Yes. And get Annie and Zach one, too, because they, they just would love to have another. I want backups. I want to yeah. glow in the dark one. Thank you. <laughs> uh, like a, a blue or red one. I'm not picky. I just want one that works. I want a dock. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I want a dock, yeah. Alright, who wants to go next? Chaz or Zach? Uh, I mean, we'll stay in the order of things. I, I like rotation. Alright, so Chaz. Uh, so, yeah, I'll do the video game stuff quick so we, I don't run through too much and then we'll save it for the game. Um, I went to an MK1 tournament this weekend. I hadn't played very much uh, uh, other than what I'd said on the, the show before. Um like just enough to do story, but I haven't played against anyone else since the last event I went to, which was like almost, it was literally launch weekend. Um, but yeah, I went and got third place. Uh, met some some cool people. Um, ended up having pneumonia, 
and it like, sounded really rough. And I was like, you know, I, I could diagnose you if I had a way to listen. And it turned out one of the other competitors, actually the guy that beat me and got second, uh, is a nurse and had a stethoscope in his car. And I was like, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> uh, so the MK tournament ended with with us playing things out and then me diagnosing and treating pneumonia of one of the other competitors. You did doc talk live. I did doc talk right. live. Yeah. I made the joke. I, charged for that. I performed a fatality on the guy and then I gave him medicine. I was like, yes, the good Chuck giveth and the good Chuck taketh away. And that's, I've been waiting so long to use that really terrible Chuck Norris joke. Uh, but I finally got to, so I've lived life. I'm ready to die. Uh, but, uh, other than that, um, I don't know. I've just played a, a couple of random things. I played a very small amount of, I think, like literal twenty minutes of of remake, and then got interrupted and had to go. But I've had those like spots where I'm down where my, my I need to watch my daughter. She's like playing and doing whatever, and we have the SNES Classic down there. So I've just been rocking some random games while I'm down there. So I'm playing Super Metroid, started some Final Fantasy VI. Mm. Um, still playing sporadically on Pixelborn, uh, but a lot of that has died off because the new set comes out this week and I need to get ready. I've got a tournament to go to in Columbus in a few weeks, a galaxy con. But with that, um, the new set isn't official yet. So everyone's kind of waiting until it drops and then people are going to build decks and start playing. And I'm going to try to like, just follow the trail of, okay, this is what seems to be trending. I have ideas of what'll be really good. Um, so I'll definitely be doing that a lot more after this upcoming weekend. Um, been testing a bit for Magic the Gathering. There's a really big tournament at Apex Gaming. Uh, there's it's 20k ter- invite only tournament, um, and there's a last chance qualifiers going on that I'm gonna try to get in there. But turns out there's gonna be a lot of really big names and and MTG that are gonna be playing in it. So uh, I got my work cut out for me. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll see how that goes this upcoming weekend. Um, as far as things I watched. Uh, funny enough, we kept talking about Dragon Ball Super. I just, I don't know. I actually really love that series, and I've watched the others so many other times. But I, I've only, I've only watched through Super a handful of times. But um, it's also a good passive thing to have on. But I started it, and I'm like, just as I've done random things and stuff, I'm already like to the tournament um, with Universe Six. So I've watched like thirty some episodes or something. Uh, but even like, I catch new things that I hadn't seen a, with it. Um, like I laughed really hard this time around watching when he's meeting Beerus. Uh, like he's hearing about De- Beerus for the first time from King Kai, and he's like, "So, what do you mean he'd get really mad on a whim and destroy the planet? Like if I didn't eat my broccoli, or I uh, if if I was in the hot tub and I made pee pee?" And I'm just like, "They really make Goku retarded from like episode one. <laughs> he starts to do a complete idiot." I wonder I like, if in the manga he's not as dumb. Because I, I don't know. Uh, I've learned that, um, at least in the case of Dragon Ball, I don't know about the original Dragon Ball, the manga versus the anime, but in Dragon Ball Z, they've kind of messed with Goku's portrayal a little bit, like anime versus manga. Isn't super mm-hmm. weird, though, because it's reverse. Like the the manga is based on the anime instead of the anime being based on the manga, or am I getting that wrong? I don't know about that actually. I, th- I uh, thought I thought they they storyboard and make the anime, and then the manga is the adaptation of that, and it's the first time they've done that. 
No, I don't think so. Out. And it's and it's diverged because the the series is complete. Like the yeah, the manga I think has still been going on. Like it ended up in a weird spot, and maybe at first it started that way. So what had happened was they made the movies, mm-hmm. um, Battle of Gods and Resurrection F. Then decided, okay, we're gonna make those. We're gonna retcon the movies, kind of, but they're they're mostly the same, and make the series. And the manga started at the same time, and it had that to work on. Then it diverged because as they're making the series, the manga starts going off ahead, and there are differences in what's in the manga versus Super. But then the manga just continues on, and there's like like multiple arcs now that haven't even happened yet in Super that they just stopped Super and the manga went on. But the biggest difference is that um, not all the story is from Toriyama anymore. Toriyama does uh, most of the story or has like some like. Uh, producing rights, but the artist is now Toyotaru. Maybe that's uh, what I was thinking of. I, then, knew, I knew there was something that diverged in, but, in the manga. For well, in this, it still says like storyboard stuff is still just Toriyama, but it's not like Toriyama's involved. But Toyotaru not just as the art, but also helps with the writing because the writing compared to a lot of the others is much darker. So uh, that's mm. something else that's like a big contrast. Like the so I would wonder if if it if it's like that, Zach. I would I would bet that Goku is very different, and they didn't want it to get so heavy, uh, so they made him lighthearted. But it's silly too because he comes off as a complete buffoon. But then when he's fighting, he he ends up like he'll still do some dumb things, but then he does some things that are ingenious. He turns like, back oh. into Goku from Z. Yeah, like he's really crafty, and it's like, well, that's weird. It, it is a strange like thing that's like I feel like the continuity of it's kind of odd, but uh, but they never really fully explain it. But yeah, I have a feeling he's not like that in the the manga. But, uh, but watching yeah. that new series where they're all babies, he's gonna be like serious as fuck. Oh he'll be, yeah, Jesus, yeah, he'll be serious Goku plus. again. <laughs> I have to wait and see. I, I don't know how I feel about that yet, but I'm, I'm willing to give it an old try. But yeah, like they, I watched the episode where they are like, you know how like periodically they'll do the episodes where they're recapping what's events have happened. So people kind of catch up. They yeah. did one of those kind of like episodes. They did it in a clever way, but they had this whole thing where Goku leads off to say, Oh, I'll let Vegeta explain it. So then the parts that Vegeta is going to explain, the narrator just explains it, which I thought was cool because I think they're trying to say that Vegeta's the narrator of the story. <laughs> but then in the middle of doing that, Goku interrupts him, and then eventually they just break the fourth wall, and the narrator's actively pissed at Goku. Uh, and he even says, what's wrong, narrator? You seem annoyed. And he's like, well, oh, I can't believe this guy. And then he says, oh, we'll just take it from here. And he says, that's it. I quit. But it sounds like what it sounds like something that Vegeta would say. But it is in the narrator's voice. It, it's such a strange thing because I've never heard them do it, and I don't even think I caught it the time I watched it. But I this time I realized that. it. Yeah. it. It was really funny. Uh, so I, I'm actually enjoying that. I'm watching it and picking up new things that I hadn't caught before. So, so yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I I went on a little bit of a Christmas kick because, well, that's what we're doing right now. We're watching holiday movies, and you can't just do that and 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 open the the Pandora's box and and, and then tell the child, no, we can't it watch it. Blood. It's not even me. It's the kid wanting to watch the Christmas movies. Uh, no, I so, live by myself. I'm still getting in the Christmas spirit, baby. Like, oh, it, yeah. It's again, once it's there, you just can't leave. But so Mariah Carey's all one for Christmas is you. There's a movie. Whoa. It's fucking terrible. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you, it's <laughs> this movie about the, it's an animated movie that is 
they never say if it's based on a true what? story or if it's just made up, but it's an animated film about when she was a little girl and how she wanted a dog and she wasn't allowed to have a dog. And then she, they finally decided to get her one. But then her dad brought a stray that it was her uncle's and the dog is nothing like the dog she wants to get. And she's got a very type A personality and this dog is ruining her life. And she actively says as much to the dog. And then this is a whole movie. This is a whole movie. Is you sure it was a dog and not Nick Cannon? It's a whole ass movie. It's well, you can make us watch it if you, you hate me. <laughs> I'll tell you now. I'm not going to watch it again. I'll just tell you what I think about it now. And that's no fun. Uh, oh, I I, no, to be fair, I'm probably going to have to watch it like 80 goddamn more times because my daughter loves this movie. Oh hey, no! The, the very yeah. first year that we did Christmas stuff, I chose Santa Buddies Two. So mm-hmm. I'll do it, man. I'm fucking crazy. This is our tombstone. Well, fucking loose cannon cop. No, no, no. I have a tombstone pick. I, I have one. And I do recommend you we, we make it the tombstone pick. But uh, that being said, uh, to finish up, she the dog runs away. And out of the dog running away, she suddenly decides, oh, I've been a piece of shit to the dog. I think I do want this dog after all. That's like Nick Cannon. It's they just replaced the dog Actually, with Nick Cannon. It's really funny lines <laughs> in the movie that says, "I thought you were a monster, but I realize I love you now." And I'm like, "Is it is the dog an allegory for Nick Cannon?" I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if anything, all it proved to me is that I think Mariah Carey grew up really well off and just had the like someone really support getting her in the door for music, mm-hmm. and then from there it was just okay. Well, she does have talent, so we'll let it, we'll let it roll. Um, and then she met Nick Cannon. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, that movie's god awful dog shit. Uh, I can't recommend it ever, but uh, I'm gonna have to watch it at least a hundred more times, or at least hear it play because oh she loves it. So yeah, if you've got a four or five year old at home, yeah, let, let her rip. Um, so then we watched Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. Now this, unironically, this movie is legit. It's an anthology of classic Christmas tales, but told that, with a Disney twist, and it is yeah, fantastic. Is that the one that's Disney Gift of the Magi at some point? Yeah, it is. It oh, is. I've I, seen that one. Yeah, it's it's really good. I, I've watched this before. It's one of the ones that we watch every year. I've watched it every year with, with Evie since she was really little. Uh, um, I, I think it's the third third year that we've watched it all together as a family. It's just been in the rotation at least once. We'll probably watch it a dozen more times, but yeah, it goes over three stories. I'm not going to give away the stories. I, I, if we had a tombstone pick, this would be the tombstone pick. That's thematic. It it is like an hour and 10 minutes. It's three different stories within that. um, But they're all good. It's got classic Disney characters and classic Disney animation because it's made in the nineties. Nice. So it's really good. I, it's, and I, I can't say more about it. It's it's great. Um, I don't remember what the other two tales were, but I guess that'd be a spoiler. Yeah, Gift of the Magi. Yeah, Gift of the Magi is the big one that sticks out, and it's the last one. Okay, but uh, I won't that's ruin the one I always two. remember. Yeah, that's the one that people tend to remember if they watched it. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, and then I I had never finished it. I don't know why. Um, but just in the the time it was there, I've decided to finish watching the rest of the the. Not the latest season, I don't think, but uh, the sixth season, I reckon, Morty. I don't care if season seven's been out or if they're still making it or I don't know what happened there. But I watched season six finally. I finished it up. It's weird. I don't know. There's some stuff I like about it. I, I have a weird feeling that, like, the, the guy that made this show, he's he must, like, really just be on 
like some obsession with like that step sibling porn or something because there's just a lot of potential incest episodes i don't know why i think it was funny like once or twice and then they're like ah this is always funny and then they just do it a lot well like there's an entire half season where it's just like oh this guy's trying to have sex with his mom oh this person's trying to have have sex with a with a clone of themselves and and it's like i don't you don't need every episode to be like that why is it like this this is so weird watching this show it's just i i can't imagine a show that dropped off harder than like like the first few seasons were like some of the best television i've seen and then it mm-hmm. was just like, oh, this is this is kind of like Family Guy tier at this point. Yeah, it gets in a weird place. There's actually there is one episode that I thought was really funny because they play in the meta of that. It's a meta episode, and one of the char- meta characters says, "Oh, we'll we'll help you get back, but you have to promise to go back to like adventures like the good old days, like season one and two. None of that that hacky shit you did in season four and five. Mm-hmm. And and he's like, the fuck does that even mean? Like, I, it was actually kind of funny. Uh, right, so like sometimes right. they still hit like episodes are fine, but most of it's just like, Ooh, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. I actually, uh, I, I got access to, I, I think it's when I got HBO max or max again. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to finally watch all the Rick and Morty's I missed out on. And I was like scrolling around and I meant to watch the Rick and Morty's I missed out on. And I just rewatched every episode of, of uh, uh, smiling friends again. <laughs> i love that show it's so great (laughs) oh that's pretty good uh that's i I get i don't know how i feel about like some of it's okay but yeah there's some weird stuff and i i didn't mind like there were some bits that were that were funny in uh season four and five but yeah that that show fell off hard after uh after season three Uh, again i think it was that that peak of popularity right like pickle Mm -hmm. rick uh, I still remember the memes on Reddit of the queen, and it's like, and then he turned into a pickle. It's the goddamn funniest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. They <laughs> dropped the, There was jumping the shark. Now there's dropping the pickle. Dropping the pickle. Mm-hmm. I uh, what, what turned me off of never ever 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 watching that uh, show ever ever uh, is the Szechuan sauce. I was like, this is retarded that people are getting out of control well, that's for one a of sauce. The good episodes, I thought. Oh yeah, that episode's actually really funny, but yeah. the episode yeah, itself is funny. Million in that episode. The yeah, you're just talking. About, yeah, you're talking about like the yeah, but don't let the fans ruin it. That'd be like there's that all kinds of stuff like with shitty fans. I have principles. There's a wrestling. style of people that like the same things you do that are shitty. I, it'd be like if Oblivion, if everyone played Oblivion, but then uh, like a bunch of people started fighting over the fucking horse armor nonsense, and you were like, you know what? I'll never fucking play a, a game they ever make. Like and it's I'm, again, no. you gotta know. Like, take for granted this way. anything it, that you like or love in, in life. A group of people also like that same thing, and they're shitty. That is literally all of life. I'm sorry, but if you're waiting in line and going in the street for fucking sauce, sorry. You ruined the show for me. Fuck you. I mean, I... We, I we got held up a huge... in a fucking mall area because there was people... Camping for fucking that sauce. Was your, that was your that was your mistake right there. They were camping for fucking sauce. Yeah, they were sauce camping. Fucking camp saucy sauce? people. No, I don't camp for sauce because I'm you not a, a fucking choo choo enthusiast. You don't camp for for uh, wing flavors. No. To be fair, I don't. I don't know if someone with with autism would would camp for 
for that sauce. I think they would probably just buy it online. That's too much yeah. social interaction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, think you're, I think you're just looking for they're saying retarded. No, we, don't, we, don't want, we don't want people to think that we think that people with autism are retarded because a lot of them are smart. I'm retarded. There's a whole South Park bit that illustrates this perfectly. Oh man, yeah, that's great. Was. By the way, that's the second inside joke. Glad you guys can be in on it, fans. Listen. <laughs> that's a fairly common meme. <laughs> okay, that's that's true. People like guts. Alright, well, that's that's all I got though, before we get into like some existential debate about Szechuan sauce. Yeah. Uh, what you got, Zach? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, I finished Dragon Ball Super. Uh, so yeah, I watched the whole Tournament of Power. It's over. <laughs> what do you think? Power. It was cool. I, I liked it. Um, I kind of predicted the ending of it like way back w- before it was really starting. Like when I heard, as soon as I heard there's a tournament where all, the, all these universes like fight and then they get deleted or some shit. And I was like, well, they probably all get wished back. <laughs> I mean, they again, that is one of the nicest things that the Toriyama did for himself was like, there's always an ex machina. Yeah. You just always have that in your back pocket. Oh, we can just win. It's like the button whenever the universe has to be saved. The X Machina was a MacGuffin. That's the cool thing about Dragon Balls is they've kind of fulfilled all of these different literary, you know, obligations. I I, I always thought it was an interesting thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not complaining about it. Yeah. I mean, in a good way. Like, it's it's nice that he has it because you can do outrageous stuff with it and it plays off. Yeah. I will give it this though. Uh, after it was all over and all the dust settled, and they like the um, I forget the the Grand Minister's name, uh, but he said like, "Oh well, uh, this, uh, the Omni King's plan the whole time was, yeah, whoever would win would probably wish everybody back. But if it was a reprehensible like turd that won and didn't wish everybody back, he would just delete everything." Yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so there were still stakes anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So there really were stakes. It was like he was testing everyone to see like if their humanity would hold he, up. He was testing all of existence. Yeah. <laughs> so, Which, I know Andy Dubs. You guys haven't watched Super, correct? I I watched the first I don't know like twenty or so episodes and I was like yeah I like this and then something else came along. I don't okay. know. I, I like I'll fall in love with the show and just never finish it. Like well, I loved Sopranos and I haven't watched it in, like two months. Right. So, well, I, I didn't want to like. Get, man. I don't know. Well, I don't want to get too spoiler heavy. That's why I was making sure. Like, yeah, I, me either. I'm we'll, trying we'll to keep it. We'll keep a spoiler I'll watch, watch, I'll watch talk, it eventually. Yeah, he yeah. and I can talk about it some other time. We'll we'll come to your house when we're watching F1 and and we'll talk about it in front of you there. Turns off the race. That's not going to happen. On. F1's over. The uh, Vegas is this weekend at midnight, and uh, then and you're never watching F1 ever again. But you're just never going to watch it. You're not going to watch it next year. I mean, you guys are going to see each other before the next time that you're going to be able to come watch. We'll be too busy talking about wrestling to get on your nerves. (laughs) Yeah, there it is. We're going to spoil Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, I got to add it to my my schedule of things to do to piss Andy off when we're hanging out in person. Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. No, I I enjoyed it, though. Um, uh, And then I watched the Broly movie. Uh, it came oh, after. Okay. I watched it before when it was new, but I like forgot most of it. <laughs> and after watching it again, I I kind of I, I figured out why I forgot most of it because most of it was a fight. 
Yeah, well, most of it is a long-ass fight, but also a lot of it doesn't make... Like, there's a little bit of it that wouldn't make sense unless you watched it, because it's like, why the, why the fuck's he back? Like, right? Like that... Yeah, like well, it, like, or not Broly. I'm, I'm trying to be spoiler light still, but like that. It, there's superheroes after that, right? Yep. Superheroes is the newest one. Uh, oh, yeah. superheroes is so good. That, that's what I most want to watch, but it, I have to watch everything else to get to it. So I don't think you have to. Superheroes, ironically, you don't really need to know what's happened in. Okay. Well, the I series. might just I might just watch it because I know there's some Piccolo action in it, and uh, weirdly, Charles Martinet's in it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, the superheroes is a love letter to those who love Team Gohan and Piccolo. If you if you're if you're a fan of Piccolo and and specifically Gohan, especially like Team Gohan when he went nuts in the Cell Saga, then you will love that movie. Well, I think they did that also because they, they must have finally recognized a lot of people are really disappointed with how like Gohan's character turned out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Ever since, ever since like the end of Dragon Ball Z, pretty much. <laughs> oh yeah, for him not to be the one to like to to finish off Boo and everything. Like again, it they, they went up they, so well. It's just, yeah, I never really got over it. It's one of those. I, I hate to admit that I'm one of those people. I'm like, why did why didn't go on? Become I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that I mean, Toriyama's even said it. He wanted the series to end when Goku died and Gohan was like Gohan was the one to finish sell and everything like series is supposed to end there but then we kept going and it's like oh, okay well i'll pick up and write more so then you can just get this kind of like just thrown together thing like well i i didn't really have the idea to do this but i'm trying so it is what it is but yeah um but yeah the broly movie is okay it's like the biggest thing it does is it actually canonizes broly and gives him more of a character at least oh sure uh, yeah Past Kakarot, like the, <laughs> like that that shit's yeah. Forget all that now. Yeah, uh, the best the best reason to ever get the, the Dragon Balls together was was revealed in that that movie. Yes, it was amazing. That yeah, no, it's I, again. I don't want to spoil who it is because it, it's it's integral to what happens in Super. But that like you know what I'm talking about, so it's fine. But I, it's, I mean, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> it also has one of my favorite line reads line reads ever in the series from that character later. Is something oh, happens and I'm just like I fucking cracked up just because I never would have expected that to happen. But <laughs> oh yeah, uh, that movie, the animation in that movie, especially in the fight, is really good. It's insane. Um, I was gonna ask you too, like the not the very last episode of Super, but the episode before the the ending. How yeah. I mean, the ending is good too. Don't get me wrong, but that's more for the story. But how fucking beautiful was the 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 last couple of episodes with the fight between Goku and Jiren? It was, it was very good. Probably one of yeah. the best fights in the whole uh, yeah. Dragon Ball, uh, I guess, universe, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking cool to look at. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, I won't say much more about it, though, because it can get spoilery. Uh, but, like, mm-hmm. then I started, I watched the re- I started watching the rest of the totally not Mark Dragon Ball Z Ultimate Review. <laughs> Because I was just like, I, I need some more of this shit right now. I'm not, I'm not over it yet. <laughs> so, right, you, you got to get it in phases, right? When it happens, it's like, give it to me. Give it yeah. to me. I need an infusion. Uh, ha, but, like ha. Uh, he talks more about like the manga in it, uh, which is kind of made me maybe a little bit more interested in maybe trying to get a hold of the manga at some point. Uh, and. What else have I done? Uh, 
I played Spy- Spider Man, uh, Spider Boy, Spin, and beat it. <laughs> yeah, Miles Morales. I beat it. I spun it. Uh, it was pretty. It was pretty good. I, I will say, I don't think it's nearly as. I wasn't anywhere near as ebullient as all the other reviewers were that played it when it came out. Uh, they 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 really 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 fucking liked that game, and I was just like, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they liked that game because ray tracing. Woo! Like, that was was the biggest thing about that game. Ray tracing's bullshit. It's a fucking phase. It's not even, like, that impressive. All it does is it's a goddamn resource hog, and it's not even that fucking impressive. Yeah, but you're also the type of person that can appreciate, you know, the the proper use of a CRT. Many people can't. I'm, I'm just, I'm being totally objective. Ray tracing is not that impressive. It's a resource hog. And you can emulate that effect with other graphical tricks and not use nearly as many resources. It's, I just don't yeah. think it's that big of a deal. It's all about like when you play a game, like now most games will, especially if they're like 4K settings and stuff, they will give you the choice of visual or performance. What do you choose? Performance. I choose performance typically. Every time, yeah. Uh, I did choose visuals in Resident Evil 4 uh, because it didn't really run that bad, I thought, in visual mode. Sure. Uh, I'll say uh, I don't really think that was the reason why everybody was so hyped about that game. I, I notice a lot in media for whatever whatever they want to put Miles in, everybody goes way out of their way to be super positive about it, I think, more than what they normally would. Miles is a boring fucking Spider-Man. He's only good in the the movies and the game yep. uh, where he's bearable. I just don't fucking care for this character at all. I've, I, yeah, we've both we've both said that a bunch of times. Like it, outside of comic books, they get that character more right than they do wrong, mm-hmm. and that trend continues. Basically, uh, it's just like I I, I thought when I fit. I, I'm not going to get real into the nuts and bolts of me playing that game, but I thought the game was just pretty good, mostly because I thought the story in it was kind of underwhelming. I didn't like certain parts of it even. Uh, it just didn't have anywhere near the the gut punches and the depth that the the, the original Spider Man game had. Like, goddamn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's a shorter, smaller game, but still. I mean, a lot of people just really said that it shouldn't have been. A, it was only a game because it was a launch title for PS Five. Had it not been, been for that, it would have been a DLC, which would have been fine. It's just a big DLC pack. That's yeah, that is what it is. Uh, I started playing Spider-Man 2, and I don't have too much to say yet, other than, like, I like some of the new, uh, combat options you get. Uh, it's cool. Uh, you know, uh, Peter and Miles play differently. That's cool. It's cool you get to experience that a little bit. Is it true you, you play as, like, their girlfriends or wives or whatever i keep seeing memes yeah <laughs> yeah uh I, you do sections as mj in the original spider-man game mm-hmm. um i didn't mind those in the original game they were kind of like a nice pace breaker you know something to like okay let's settle down for a moment and do something else and it's like okay I, I just keep seeing the memes and i'm like why, why are people harping all this so hard i don't know <laughs> um, 
I can't say, but I will say I've I've said in the chat like Dubs was complaining before about like and we talked about it on day game. It's kind of like the how that came up. He's like, oh, this game's like fucking around too much. It's too cinematic. I just want to play it. Science. Science. And uh, I'm getting a little bit of what he was putting down there, honestly. I, I just said, like, I finished a whole... There's a whole section where he tours this building, and it's a bunch of science shit. And Ooh, I'm science. like, they could have they condensed that down into, like, a cutscene. You, you did not need to, like, walk around at a really slow pace and, like, interact with, like, fucking set piece things where you don't you really, really do anything you do one thing you control the drone mini game i think you mentioned yeah and like that's like oh okay and then that's over and the rest of the time it's just you going up to shit press and triangle and then like he talks to somebody i mean right? is it possible is it possible that anything in that section that you're on so far since it's so early any of that could then like hint at something that happens later I mean, that was the biggest thing with Doc Ock's lab. Like, he repeatedly <sighs> went back to that lab and would find things. And some of it was, yeah. like, to get upgrades other stuff and walk around and just find little bits. But there there were important elements of the story hidden within that. So it was actually good to get little nuggets of backstory and also to foreshadow what was to come. And I thought that was really important. Um, so yeah, that type of stuff would be good. I just wonder... Or are you again? Not saying it's wrong to look at it the way you guys are, because it, it sounds like again, if it's just the tedious stuff that's there for no reason, it's it's kind of pointless. Yeah. But maybe there there's something there that later you see it, or oh, that's actually neat. They they hid this here and it's there. But for for that specific segment I'm talking about, I'm going to say for the most part that's a no. Okay. Uh, yeah. But for there's a part where Peter's at Aunt May's house. And you're going through stuff and everything. And that's like more character building kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're learning more. Not that like nobody knows about Peter Parker or Aunt May. It's just in that specific, in this universe here. Mm-hmm. And then you get to play like a little flashback sequence there. Well, I mean, it's also like directly after. I'm assuming the game starts at it's least a little bit, right it's after a little or a little bit after. after. Yeah. But I mean, given how the first one ends. Not taking other like DLC and stuff into account. I mean, it's 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 a big deal. I mean, again, it's probably still relevant for someone to play the first game to really get a better grasp on the story, but you don't have to. So I guess this kind of helps a little, maybe. I don't know. I think you'd really have to play the first game yeah. <laughs> before you play the second. It'd be like telling someone to play Ragnarok before playing the first God of War. Uh, the Norse God of War before playing. I, I, yeah, you, you definitely need to play the other. Like they, they go hand in hand. So yeah, you can probably skip the miles game. Okay. That's good to know. Cause I, that was my next question. Cause I, it's on my list. I, I need to finish the original Spider-Man, even though I know what happens. Just, uh, uh he does whatever that. a spider can. What else would he do? Shit. Spiders cry. Apparently. Uh, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have emotional diarrhea. You got emotional diarrhea. (laughs) Fucking. But no. uh, Yeah. Play the first one. uh, Do the recap when you go to play the second one, so you learn everything that happens in the spin. The spin game. Okay. Well, I've played. I've played enough of the spin game to kind of know, like the villain setup's already there and everything. It's just not. I haven't finished it. So. There's another thing. The the villains and the shit in the spin was was a lot weaker. I thought. Oh yeah, compared to the movies. The the movies in the fucking the the first game too. <laughs> it's just, uh, mm-hmm. Whatever. That's a, that's a, that's a subject for another day because I'm done. That's it. 
I'm done. Done. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hand gestures. Well, PP Dubs is going to take us out, and he's going to show you. Uh, well, uh, he he's not going to show you. Uh, some PP? random people that. That's a just... technical foul. Technical no, sorry. foul. Uh, <laughs> There's gonna be random people that do our intro and stuff, so yeah, they've been doing it for a while. I don't know how he's getting that, so you know, just keep an ear out. But anyway, we will see you next week for Tokyo Godfathers. So, peace out later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Go away now. Ho, ho, ho! That was a technical foul. Nah, I am kidding. It was a fun movie, had its moments, but still good enough to enjoy it. If you want to catch more Big Trouble in Little Podcast, follow them on Spotify and iTunes and give them a good review. They are also on Twitter, at Big Trouble Net. Next episode, we go to Zach's pick. And it's an anime called Tokyo Godfathers. I am turning Japanese. I am turning Japanese. I really think so. Ho, ho, ho! See you next week.